Blog Talk Radio. Let us worship and let us sing. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? All right, all right, all right. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, this is uh, Miss G's Ladies Lounge. You have tuned into the relaxation station. Yes, and I am your host, Miss G, otherwise known as Gwen Finley. Um, that's me, Miss G. I'm so glad that you joined me on today. I'm so excited about this show. I have a lot of things that I'm doing today that I haven't done before, and so I'm just really, really excited about it. Um, I want you to make sure that you stay tuned, listen in, and just hear what uh, our conversation is about, our little chat today. I've got my very first male guest joining me on today, and his name is... Jonathan Brown, other no, otherwise known as John B. to many of his uh, uh, co-fellow musicians. <laughs> so listen, um, you know how I like to do it before we get started. I like to say a little prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O oh God, for allowing us this opportunity to come before your people. And we pray that anything that is said um, and anything that is heard throughout this broadcast will be an enlightenment, will be an encouragement, and will be something that will help to lift us and take us higher in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for our guest, and we pray that you will continue to bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to tell you a little bit about Jonathan. I don't want to take a lot of time, so I'm trying to talk a little bit faster than usual. But I do want to tell you a little bit about him. Um, he is Jonathan Brown. Uh, uh, known Jay Brownie points. He has a, a video that he, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook Live that he does on uh, various occasions. Um, he is music, he's ministry. Um, he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, at the age of six, he began to play the organ very young uh, for his father, Elder Larry Brown, who pastored the Pentecostal Temple Church of God in Christ in Tennessee. Uh, through the laying on of hands by his father, he quickly began to develop his signature sound. By the age of 14, he became the official state organist. 14, he became the official state organist for the Tennessee Second Jurisdiction Church of God in Christ under the leadership of the late Bishop H. Jenkins Bell. By the age of 17, he was given his first of eight opportunities to play in Memphis, Tennessee. Y'all told you folks know all about that. That's big stuff right there. At the International Church of God in Christ, Holy Convocation. And in the year 2000, he relocated to Orlando, Florida, where doors just opened up for him. 
and during that time he served as music director and organist for many uh, great uh, bishops such as Bishop H. Jenkins Bell, Dr. Zachary Tim, Pastor De- Derek Hutchins Sr. Um, his passion for musical excellence has taken him all over the United States, including Alaska, sharing his message through what many now refer to as the Brownie Points. Um, listen, he's got so much going on here. I don't want to uh, to hold up so much time. There is a slew of uh, uh, people that he has performed with, that he has accompanied musically, um, MC Hammer, Shirley Murdoch, Dorothy Norwood, James Moore, Timothy Wright, Norman Hutchins, Tremaine Hawkins, the Clark Sisters, Kirk Franklin, Beverly Crawford, Ricky Diller, and John P. Key, just to name a few. Whew, that was a lot right there. Um, he's worked with Dr. Juanita Bynum. Dr. Judy Hines, Bishop Noel Jones, Bishop G.E. Patterson, Bishop Charles Blake, Pastor Larry Miles. Listen, this this guy right here right now, um, he's also with uh, Prophet Brian Mosley. So we want to talk about him. Jonathan Brown is sought out by many for his life-changing workshops developing singers and musicians. And in 2015, he founded another Level Music Company, and launched the J. Brownie Points brand. His motto is, when it comes to music, live full and die empty. I wanted to get to that line because I really love that. Listen, Jonathan, John B., B., John B., are you on the line today? I'm here. I'm here. All right. I got nervous for a minute. You took a little while to answer me, I, you know. Make sure that you were in the studio. <laughs> Listen, I'm so I'm excited um, to have you here with me on today, listening, uh, you know, to Miss G's Ladies Lounge joining in for the lounge chat. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk a little oh, bit yeah. about these great accomplishments that we just read about and some great things that you have coming up. And so I'm so excited for the audience to be able to get a chance to know a little bit more about you. Um I want to start with you just telling me um, a little bit about yourself. Just we got a we got the, the written bio, but just break it down to who Jonathan Brown, John B, really is. Oh, I'm just a guy who, first of all, I love music. I love uh, people. I love the Lord. Grew up in church. Uh, Music, my whole family is surrounded by music. Everybody in my family either sings or they play, and so mm. I really didn't have a choice. Didn't have a choice. It's like you gonna play, you gonna do something because the whole family is musical, <laughs> and so just coming up in uh, that type of family, that type of atmosphere, um, being surrounded by musical greats, um, really fueled my passion for music. And um, today, I have a, a stronger passion to impart that into the next level, uh, the next generation of musicians coming behind me. That's awesome. And listen, I, I want to say it again. I thank you because you are making history today for me. You are my first male guest. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, you don't have a whole lot yeah, more. Yeah, that was the background fan music. <laughs> say that again? Yeah. I said everybody's going to be trying to get on now. All the guys want to get on now. <laughs> All right, now set the standard. Yes, yes. I do have another male coming up next week. Y'all better tune in. So this is wonderful, but you are the first. So listen, (laughs) 
I want to yeah. know how you how you actually. I know you said that your family it was like a family thing and you had no choice. But how did you discover what gift that you were able to really uh, fit into and the gift to play, you know, music? Well, you know, um, my dad passed to the church back in the 80s, uh, a little small church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had about five members, and they didn't have any musicians, none at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like six or seven years old, and I could play the drums a little bit, but I didn't know how to play the organ. Mm-hmm. And so one, one, I think it was one Bible study, I asked my dad, well, could I play the organ? And, of course, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have anybody else to play. And they said, well, I guess... You can try. And I got up there. I was so little, my feet couldn't even touch the pedals. And uh, mm-hmm. I was god-awful when I started playing. I was horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible. But there was a little mother there. Her name was uh, Sister Mullins. And she came up to me after mm-hmm. service, and she gave me a quarter. And she said, hey, baby, she said, you just keep on playing. You're going to get good after a while. And every Sunday, she wow. would give me a quarter after service. Every mm-hmm. Sunday, she would give me a quarter. And so... uh I just kept playing and kept playing until I actually liked what I heard. To everybody else, mm-hmm. it was not at horrible. But to me, I was just glad I was able to put together a few chords. And uh, from there, mm-hmm. my father would send me off during the summer to stay uh, with some of my other older relatives who were more seasoned and skilled in playing. And they would teach me during mm-hmm. the summer months. So when I would come back home, I would be more developed. And um once I actually figured out, hey, this is something that I can actually make a real career, oh, my passion just blew up for it. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And so I was looking. So, yeah, you started at a very early age actually going out and doing things, you know, at, at six years old, at 14 years old, at 17 years old, exposed to great um, audiences and great um types of events or whatnot. Um, as a seasoned musician now, when you look back, do you think that you um, were exposed to too much too soon, or do you think that it actually absolutely. helped you to get to the place where you are? Well, I was absolutely exposed to way too much, way too soon. Um, mm-hmm. When I was my freshman year of high school, I almost flunked the ninth grade because I missed mm-hmm. 32 days of school uh, going on the road mm. traveling with the bishop. Mm. So I I almost missed an entire first semester of school because of quote-unquote wow. ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and my parents, they were so they were so sold out to the whole church, and, you know, where we got <laughs> right. to serve the man of God that common sense wasn't kicking in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and, and being yeah. on the road that young, you, you, see, you see a whole lot of stuff you're not supposed to see. Uh, mm-hmm. from preachers, singers, people who live, well, they preach one life, but they live another. And so that mm-hmm. no kid should be exposed to that in ministry because it can it can taint you. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things that you um, are trying to convey to people, and so therefore you've uh, come up with a, a book. Is that correct? You're an author now. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Just uh, released uh, a new book in August 18th. It uh, came out uh, flat while music fails in church. Yeah. Wow, that's an interesting name. Tell me about the name of the book, Flat, and then why music fails in church. It seems like you brought out the negative 
Um, so wh- why would you choose that kind of name for people to pick up your book? Well, first of all, uh, everything about the whole title is, is has subtopics to it. If anybody in music knows that the term flat, if you're considered mm-hmm. flat, that means you have not come up to the note. You have not come up to the bar. You you, yes. you 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 under the bar, you under the note. And so I titled mm-hmm. the book Flat. Why music fails mm-hmm. in church, it fails in church because we're flat in a lot of areas of our music. We're flat in leadership. Mm. We're flat in musicianship. Uh, we're flat in uh, our, our departmental structure. We're flat in uh, professionalism. We're just flat all around. We're not coming up to the bar. We're missing it. So that's why I titled it Flat, Why Music Fails in Church. Mm. So, uh, wow. Whew. You know what, I'm I'm thinking about a, a seminar I went to quite a few years ago. I think it was um, with uh, um, Richard Smallwood. But um, I'm thinking about a couple of um, times that I've been to seminars, and one of the things that I've seen and realized is that a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors started out as musicians. Hmm. When you think about your book, um, and I think I did, I didn't um, prepare you for this question. But <laughs> when you think about okay. your book, um, or you think about what you're trying to convey, um, or what you are conveying, because you're not trying, you are conveying it. Um, a lot of preachers were musicians first. Right. Do you find that to be absolutely. true? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Why is it that? the relationship or the understanding of how a musician and the ministry should go is not totally understood when most of them have already been in that seat? Now, that's a good question uh, because most preachers did start out as musicians. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the main problems is, is that the time and the culture of which you were a musician has changed. See if you're if you're a forty year old if you're a forty year old pastor now pastor in the church, but mm-hmm. in your teens you was a church musician, then that's that's at least twenty five thirty years ago, uh, where the culture of musicianship in church was totally different than it is now in two thousand seventeen, and so although mm-hmm. you may understand the music playing side of it, you don't understand the culture of how we identify now. The language is different. See, the difference mm-hmm. between the musicians back then and the musicians now is they're platformed to other uh, forms of success. Now with a church mm-hmm. musician, I don't need the church to be successful. Mm-hmm. See, before, yeah. if you was in church, they used to tell you, well, you know, you know, just keep playing, the Lord going to bless you. Yeah, but now right, I, don't, right, I don't need right. the church to be blessed. I can go out and the church and be blessed. Mm. And one of the chapters, mm. one of the chapters in my book is uh, the last chapter in the book is titled "Why Gifted People Are the Most Dangerous People in Church." What makes you dangerous is my gift still works without the anointing. I don't need the anointing for mm. my gift to work. Mm. Mm. So we they used to use that they used to use that 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 statement. Uh, you know, God gonna take your anointing if you leave the church. You first of all, you don't have any scriptures. Uh, to say that uh, he's not going to use my gift anymore. There mm-hmm. are plenty of people that are gifted that are not in church. Matter of fact, Absolutely. I don't even need the anointing to be effective. And people mm-hmm. say, well, why would you say you don't need the anointing to be effective? Prime example, Beyonce is effective in her concerts, but she's not anointed. Kevin Hart is effective in his comedy, but he's not anointed. 
because you can be skilled at something and be effective and not be anointed. A lot of musicians today are skilled. They're effective in ministry. They can play. You dance and shout. You sing to the music. And, you know, the church mm-hmm. comes and say, well, you know, they leave it as a course where if you don't have the church, you can't be successful. And that's not the truth of the matter. And then we mm-hmm. wonder why the world offers more to musicians than the church does. Mm. So now you're talking about um, a, just a general success, but when it comes to spiritual things and, um, you know, when, when breaking down spirit, spiritual barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to spirituality, most of our musicians have no relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Most musicians mm-hmm. on Sunday morning uh, don't have a relationship with God. I said it before. Uh, the concept of church versus the reality of religion oftentimes excludes the need for personal relationship, mm-hmm. which means that I I can come to your church. Most musicians play for God every Sunday that they'll never serve. They just come for a check. I'm good at what I do. I'm playing in your church. They dance and shout. You're going to pay me. I'm going to go home and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship. I don't have any kind of connection. And so because I'm skillful at what I'm doing, I'm able to manipulate you uh, through emotionalism of the atmosphere. People talk about it all the time. They say, uh, and let's set the atmosphere. Boy, you need to understand what you really mean when you say that. The Bible mm-hmm. says in First Chronicles chapter 25, Verse 7, it says that there were 288 musicians that David called together. And they were all skillful. Mm-hmm. King James Verse said they were skillful and cunning. That word cunning deals with trickery and manipulation of atmosphere, mm-hmm. which means that as a musician, mm-hmm. I can manipulate the atmosphere to whatever I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you take that manipulation of the atmosphere and translate it into a spiritual moment when it was really just me just hitting that high A flat for you to shout. <laughs> And so there's the bodily exercise that profit is little. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave that alone. Let's go to the war but, cry. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. So so let me ask you this question. Um, in your book, are you, um, because I know your book has uh, a lot of people see it as controversial or having controversial um, statements and subject and all that kind of stuff in it. And I'm sure I don't even have to know the whole book in order to know that. I already know. <laughs> because music is controversial in the church as it is. True? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so with your book, are what what are you offering in the book that's going to help in the ministry? Uh, why should I buy your book? Why? How is it going to help my ministry if I wanted to um, try to make my ministry better? Well, I would tell you, uh, everybody, when you get the book, when you get my book, Flat, like Music Fails in Church, this book, on purposely, I challenge every traditional concept of music you have in church. I challenge every mm-hmm. concept you have of music and ministry mm-hmm. in church because a lot of it is traditional which means it's not relevant. Okay. We do a lot of stuff because of tradition. My grandmama did it. My great-grandmama did it. This is how the old church did it, which is not relevant to today's time. And so mm-hmm. if you want to really know how to develop uh, your next level in ministry, music, how to be appealing, uh, how to actually 
grow a music ministry, develop a musician, not only with a skill but a relationship with the Lord. You need to get this book. This is not for musicians. This is for pastors. This book is really more for leaders than it is for musicians. Mm-hmm. It's, I would say yeah. it's 70% for pastors, and, you know, the rest is for musicians and singers. Okay. We have a, we so, have a, yeah. I have a chapter in the book entitled, uh, one of the chapters in the book is entitled, Why People with Sexuality Issues Allowed to Serve Over Music at Church. Because at the at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what my sexuality issue is. I can't serve over this music department if the pastor didn't allow it. So we oftentimes want to look at the homosexual that's directing the choir, but nobody wants to blame the pastor who let him stay up there. Well, the yeah, mothers are controversial. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah, mothers yeah, are on it, but yeah. the mothers ain't got no power in the door. I'm just passing the one with yeah, the power. Yeah, I just threw that out there because you know the mothers, they'd be ready to say something. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the big issue. So so it's a, a, a it's a place where this this flat um, is a place where people can come just to kind of make them open up their minds and think. Um, and then reevaluate the ministry and see where they can go from there. How do you, as a, as a seasoned musician and as one who has this has been placed in your spirit, how do you, um, how do you, how do you see dealing with musicians though on the other on the flip side of that? I understand you're saying if you deal with the pastors. Um, but a lot of times they don't really have what it takes to reach the musicians because these musicians have um, they have grown and they have reproduced themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So Absolutely. how do you, as a seasoned musician, um, propose that that the musicians can be reached? Well. Uh, one of our quotes and one of our sayings is we put we bring in integrity back to music because the reality is uh, there's no there's no real integrity in gospel music anymore with musicianship with leaders with singers and so the bar has been so lowered because nobody nobody is mentored anymore nobody is mentored from a position of season mentor so you you look at what am I what do I have to, to look forward to? What am I reproducing? What am I duplicating? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if all I you, – you, you, we're dealing with Facebook age now to where mm-hmm. I don't have to have any substance at all to be famous. All I got to do is put up a 15-minute good praise break, and I got 20,000 likes. Right. And so because right. now I can instantly oh, be wow. famous, <laughs> now yeah. I can instantly go viral. And have no mm-hmm. substance, have no nothing. Mm-hmm. That now has become addictive to the generation. That's let me just true. let me just put something up. That's why the church is filled now with camera phones. You got more mm-hmm. phones in church than you got Bibles. The musicians corner, right. people just coming in, putting up. Let's see what, how many likes we can get, how many shares we can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, although you may wow. you may have a hundred thousand hundred thousand views on a fifteen minute praise break, you can't even play my soul loves Jesus. <laughs> and that's the truth. I just spoke to um, uh, another seasoned musician about that Sunday, you know, just sitting there listening and observing, having grown up in church the way I did. Um, it's a shame that these young musicians cannot play 
uh, him to save their lives. You know, oh, so no. it, it, just the simple stuff. They're so busy working on, you know, this progression and that chord and this and that. They don't even know the simple stuff. <laughs> so listen, Absolutely. I don't want to run out of time. Now, you've got a great up uh, event coming up. Um, tell us about the event. First of all, I want you to tell us who it's for, um, what is it going to be, when is it going to be, and where it's going to be, and who's going to be there. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the event is uh, the Slat uh, Music Leadership Seminar. It's going to be held this Saturday, uh, October 21st at 5 o'clock p.m. in Richmond, Virginia. This Saturday, October 21st, 5 o'clock p.m. in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, this event uh, is a seminar for every musician, every pastor, every singer, mm-hmm. every minister of music, uh, even if you're not in the music department, but you're thinking about uh, joining a music department, come, bring a friend, bring a neighbor, bring everybody. This is going to be a time where we're going to actually learn a whole lot that's going to be exposed. I've got five guests, uh, uh, special guests that are going to be there, Pastor Larry Miles, uh, uh, Chanel Taylor, James Johnson, Lady Dion Daniels, and Elder J. Kyle Nicholson. These are all five phenomenal people uh, that have five different levels of expertise in ministries uh, when it pertains to music, and uh, we're going to be exposing a whole lot. We're going to be learning a whole lot, a whole lot and uh, more than anything, we're going to be sharpening iron, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And and where is it going to be? This is going to be held at Speaking Spirit uh, Church. Not it's going to be their new location that they have um, in uh, Melothian, uh, Melothian Turnpike. I think the address, if I'm not mistaken, I think is 7903 uh, Melothian Turnpike. Uh, that's mm-hmm. Chester. Was it Chesterfield? Yeah. Chesterfield, Virginia, 7903 Melothian Turnpike, Chesterfield, Virginia, uh, 23235. That's Speaking Spirit's second location, uh, the campus uh, with Pastor Fred Wyatt. And I want to say give a mm. shout-out to Pastor Fred Wyatt. He's a good friend of mine. Thank him for letting me put this event there this weekend. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm not going to do it long. Awesome. It's only going to be from 5 to 7. Only going to be from 5 to 7. So you got to get in there and uh, get your seat. Uh, registration is absolutely free. They can register at jbrowniepoints.com. They can go to www.jbrowniepoints.com and register for free. It's absolutely free. I'm giving this seminar away for free. When last wow. I hear somebody doing yeah. it for free. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is kind of big for that. Um, that's an awesome thing. Now, um, so let's go with the book. Uh, if someone wanted to get your book, how could they get your book, and how could they get in touch with you if they wanted to, um, you know, bring you into uh, their city or, or their state for a workshop or, you know, some sort of training sessions? Absolutely. Um, the book is entitled Flat, Why Music Fails in Church. You can order it on Amazon.com. It's available paperback copies, hard copies uh, for uh, Kindle readers or for the e-books. It's, it's all available there. You can go to jbrowniepoints.com, order the book from there. Um, for booking, you can go to www.jbrowniepoints.com, and uh, you can submit your request there, or you can send an email to jbrowniepoints at gmail.com. Everything is going to be J. Brownie points, whatever it is. I made it real simple. J. Brownie points. J. Brownie points. points. I made it simple. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I do know also, um, having had the pleasure of working with you, um, it's been a real pleasure 
uh, I, I definitely don't feel like I was worthy, um, <laughs> but I'm wow. glad I've had yeah, the opportunity. Can. And I do know that you um, you take a lot of time um, actually mentoring musicians, younger, older, whoever um, comes and desires to, to be mentored by you. I want to just shout you out for that because I think that that's phenomenal because a person with the giftings that you have, some people would just be automatically always, no, give me a $1,000, you know, but you're always open not to say that you don't um, you don't have any fees or that you shouldn't, but you're always willing to at least share something with uh, mm-hmm. the people that come to you, and I just want to shout you out for that um, and just thank you for all that you do for the music ministries today. You know, you, you've come thank for you. me. Even when my mom passed away, you were there, you played, and I barely knew you then, you know, but um, you're, just, you're just a great guy. I just thank you for all that you've done. you have any last words you want to share with our guests? Well, listen, I'm just honored and so glad to be on here uh, as the first, amen, the first yeah, man to be on first. the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, glad to be on here, and uh, I've enjoyed my time. And um, if anybody's in the Richmond area, uh, Petersburg, Fredericksburg, uh, Williamsburg, wherever you are, meet us this Saturday. I promise you, you're gonna be you're gonna be glad you came. It's well worth your time. I won't waste your time, and I promise you, you're gonna learn something. You're gonna go back saying, "Wow, I never knew that. My mind was blown, and this is an amazing experience." Awesome. Thank you so much. We shout you out once again. Thank you all for listening today. This has been Miss G's Ladies Lounge. I again am your host. Ms. G, otherwise known as Gwen Finley. Meet us back next week. I've got a great guest that you don't want to miss. I want you to meet me here. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. We look to see you Saturday. I hope you've been coming by now. But if not me and Pastor Key is back, let you know this time it's going to work. Oh,